people care about their car buying journey, provide your customers with an unparalleled chat and digital retailing experience with Goobagoo. Whether your customers are online or in-store, Goobagoo is there. See the magic at Goobagoo.com. That's G-U-B-A-G-O-O.com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, January 20th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, GM makes a big investment in four plants. Tesla's price cuts ignite a surge in interest. And Toyota has an aggressive plan to ramp up production. Plus, we'll hear about why the number of consumers buying auto insurance at the dealership continues to grow. In a world where, you know, we have all these new technologies, how can customers accept leaving insurance out of the car buying process? Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors says it will invest more than $900 million across four manufacturing plants to produce V8 engines and electric vehicle parts. The plants are in Michigan, Ohio, and New York. Most of the investment is related to GM's sixth-generation small-block V8. $64 million will be used for upgrades for EV castings and components at two of the plants in Rochester, New York, and Defiance, Ohio. GM plans to spend almost $600 million on renovations to Flint engine operations in Michigan for production of the new engines, and more than $200 million at Bay City Global Propulsion Systems in Michigan. That's for camshafts, connecting rods, and block and head machining that will be used in future V8 engine production. The investments will support GM's full-size pickups and SUVs. They come as GM prepares to begin a new round of contract talks with the UAW this year. GM's head of global public policy is echoing industry concerns about confusion caused by new EV tax credits. Omar Vargas spoke at this week's Washington, D.C. auto show on a panel titled EV Policies Supporting U.S. Competitiveness. What we're hearing from our dealers is a lot of confusion with the customers that come up to the window sticker and on things like, is this an SUV or a sedan, right? The window sticker says one thing, the Treasury website says something different. The U.S. Treasury Department attempted to clear up confusion on the Inflation Reduction Act's revised $7,500 tax credit for new electric vehicles last month. But automakers and dealers say it sparked more questions than answers. Treasury says it will issue proposed rulemaking that further clarifies key provisions already in play, such as price caps and how vehicles are classified in March. Despite the confusion over the new tax credits, the new system is helping spur more interest in GM and Tesla, which had previously exhausted their access to the incentives. On top of that, Tesla's recent price cuts across its EV lineup are causing customers to flock to automobile websites to research America's top electric brand. Analysts say that will fuel greater sales and growing market share. Edmunds says its Tesla vehicle page views almost doubled in the last week, says the Tesla Model Y became the second most researched vehicle on Edmunds behind the Honda CRV. That's up from 70th place the week prior. As part of Tesla's surprise price reductions last week, the base Model Y crossover saw a $13,000 price drop. The cut put the Model Y below the $55,000 price cap for a new EV tax credit of up to $7,500. And after repeated cuts in its plans last year, Toyota says its global 2023 production will be back with a vengeance. 
in outlining its tentative output plans for suppliers, Toyota said worldwide vehicle production could soar to a record level of 10.6 million vehicles this year. That's a big jump from the company's previous factory record of just over 9 million in 2019, before the COVID-19 pandemic and global semiconductor shortage began interrupting operations. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, GM making a huge $900 million investment in V8 engines and electric parts. Would it be safe to say that GM knows that those full-size pickup trucks and that SUV market is still their bread and butter? What's your take on it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's been their strategy, and this really uh, reflects that. It's They've got to make their money on the full-size pickups and SUVs. We're talking about Silverados and Sierras and Escalades and Yukons and Suburbans. That's where they make their money. They want to produce as many of those as they can, sell those for high margins so they can get the profits that they need to invest in their EV future. You know, it's really hard to make money on EVs yet, GM says they're making progress and they hope to make you know pretty comparable profits by 2025 or so. Uh, but to get there, they've got to make as much money as they can on the full-size pickups and SUVs. And now they're taking the steps to make sure they can do that. Coming up, convenience and cost are driving consumers to consider bundling auto insurance as part of a new car purchase. We'll hear more about that next on Daily Drive. Dealers, especially, have you know over the course of the last two years, have proven even more essential. Of course, they were right. deemed essential by the government. Even more essential from a consumer standpoint. You know, nothing stands still when you're in the car business. And if you're a dealer, like Jason Stein just told us, you should feel good about the future. You know, that's so true, Mark. And and there's so much noise out there. So if you're an owner, a general manager, you're in sales or in service, how are you supposed to help your business thrive? Well, look no further. I'm Mark Spoto. And I'm Elliot Short. And we host the Walk Around Podcast, powered by J&A Group. We talk to leaders who are influencing the automotive landscape today, and we promise you will learn something new with every episode. That's a sure thing. I see what you did there. You like that? Well, we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, anyway, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or whatever platform you're listening to. Just search the Walk Around Podcast. People care about their car buying experience, and so do we. Provide your customers with an unparalleled chat and digital retailing experience with Goobagoo. Goobagoo is the leader in conversational commerce for the automotive industry. Our fully managed live messaging services instantly connect consumers to dealers anytime and anywhere through live chat, text, video, and more. Integrated with our fully managed chat, Goobagoo's virtual retailing platform enables consumers to buy cars online directly from the dealership's website through multiple channels. We are constantly improving the retailing experience and currently have over 100 integrations with CRMs, DMSs, and third-party applications. Goobagoo transforms the traditional car buying process into a modern, transparent, and seamless experience. Available 24-7, 365, our highly trained chat specialists are there to help. See it for yourself at goobagoo.com. That's G-U-B-A-G-O-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. The pandemic changed the car buying process in many ways, 
People wanted simplicity, the ability to research F&I products and prices before stepping into a dealership, and they wanted a quicker purchase process. As part of this desire for ease and affordability, more and more consumers want auto insurance quotes included when buying a new vehicle. Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Schein spoke with Mike Burgess, Chief Marketing Officer at Auto Insurance Bundler Poly, about how dealership F&I offices can take advantage of this potential new revenue stream. Here's their conversation. Mike, thanks for joining us today on the F&I Friday edition of Daily Drive. Thank you, Dan. Happy to be here. So, you know, we know the pandemic changed a lot of ways that people shopped, and that includes shopping for cars, shopping for add-on products in the F&I office at a dealership. Uh, one thing that I've really kind of been interested in seeing happen in the last year or so is people buying auto insurance as part of their car buying experience. Uh, and you guys at Poly recently did a study and kind of confirmed a lot of what I've been hearing out in the marketplace. So tell me a little bit about what the study showed as far as consumers interested in buying auto insurance when they buy a car. The the Poly car buyer and, and insurance study showed us that two-thirds, more than two-thirds of customers are looking for insurance to be included in the car buying process. And I can, as we chat, I can tell you, you know, how that two-thirds breaks down and some of the different stats. It's a, a majority of customers want to see multiple quotes while they're shopping for a car and have the purchase process for the insurance happen while they're at the dealership or even if they're at home doing modern retailing or digital retailing, either way. Thousands of dealers have already caught on to this, and this study backs up their intuition that this is what customers want. Yeah, it used to be like, you know, the old days, not too long ago, you just kind of, when you were buying a car, you showed up and you had your proof of insurance, then they let you take the car home with you. But that's kind of starting to change. What, what do you think is driving this change? Just think about even beyond the pandemic, just let's think for a minute what's going on in the world. We have elect, electric vehicles, we have self-guided cars that can drive themselves and, you know, emerging technology still, but we have software defined, defined vehicles where now, you know, the luxury brands are charging more for different features in the vehicle where the, the hardware is already in the car, but you just subscribe to, you know, uh, a seat massage or whatever the, whatever the add-on feature is. There's all of these things that have happened, not just in automotive, but also outside of automotive like same day delivery from Amazon and you know curbside pickup where Target can predict when I'm going to be in the right spot and just show up and I don't have to wait. All of these things are raising consumer expectations in a world where you know we have all these new technologies. How can customers accept leaving insurance out of the car buying process? It's not you know it's not complicated to include it, but it's incomplete to leave car insurance out of the car buying process. It makes an incomplete car purchase experience. And that expectation of consumers that everything is integrated, it's seamless and convenient, doesn't matter what generation you're in, everybody loves convenience. And that's really what's driving. So this would seem like it'd be an opportunity for dealerships to maybe cash in on, on this growing trend. Well, the, the most progressive dealers that, that we work with know that helping the customer with their insurance does a couple of things. One, it makes the customer more satisfied. And our study backs that up as well, that you can, you can read about the percent of people who are more satisfied because they have a chance to 
see multiple quotes and get their insurance in the process. The second thing it does besides satisfaction is it saves the customer money. In most cases, in many cases, the customer will save money on their insurance on their new car versus the old car that they're trading in. It's a different number than you see on TV and all the, all the different ads from Geico and Progressive and the rest. They're talking about a savings of your old car versus your old car. Customers who buy insurance while they're buying their car, many of those see a savings on their new car versus their old car. And their new car is likely more expensive to insure, generally speaking, because it's a more valuable asset. And you know how that works with insurance. But for various reasons, the customers can save. And that saving starts with having a choice amongst all the major carriers to shop the market and understand what the savings are. And those savings help the customer in a significant way when they're signing up for a $470 to $530 payment. If you can see an average savings of $64 per month that continues for much of the life of the vehicle, that's a big deal for a customer who's already facing a pretty big financial commitment. Yeah, I think uh, just a, a random number I remember from the study was, I think, 72%, almost three out of four said they'd be interested in at least hearing, you know, some insurance quotes while, you know, taking part in the purchase process. So that's, you know, that's, that's right. That's pretty significant. That's right. So that, like I said, at the outset, more than two thirds of customers, 72% want to see insurance in the car buying process. And the way dealers should think about that is it's not the dealership selling the insurance. That's really, you know, a fear or a hesitation for many dealers. But once they understand that they're not selling insurance because that requires licensing and a bunch of other regulatory requirements, which, you know, goodness knows they already have enough of those in the F&I office, you're really introducing the customer to an insurance agency that can take care of that. And it, matches up that 72% from the consumer's perspective of what they want with what the dealer also needs and wants, which is to have a smooth process for validating that the customer has insurance, making sure that they have coverage at the time they purchase the vehicle. So it's really a match between what the consumer wants and the dealer needs. While F&I profits have been kind of really soaring the last few years, I have seen some recent reports or some suggestions that Maybe 2023 might be a little one of those years where the F&I revenue dips a little bit just because, you know, car, car prices continue to skyrocket. Prices are people are becoming a little more cost conscious. And so they're not going to have maybe if they're going to have a payment. And I think, you know, I don't know how many, you know, 6 percent, 7 percent of car bars. I have a thousand dollar a month you know car payment. They're going to spend less probably on add on products that they might normally would have bought uh, in the F&I office. So, again, here's an opportunity for for dealerships, right, to kind of maybe get a new kind of revenue stream in the F&I office? The way we think about that is that the F&I gross profits are probably going to return to more normal levels. They've been historically high over the past year, year and a half, as you've mentioned. We think they'll return to more historical norms, which is, you know, dealers will do well in that environment as long as they do what they've always done, which is sell all the products all the time to all the customers. And the nice thing about having insurance in the F&I process is that when customers save that 64 month per month on average, they end up investing a part of that into protection for the vehicle. And other studies we've done, and um, this is our latest one that we're talking about today, but other studies we've done 
show that when customers save, they end up investing in protection in the F&I office. So penetration is higher and the dealer's F&I gross profit goes up by over $500 per car. And of course, the reason that that happens is the customer save money, saves money. And it's just, it, you're right. It's an income opportunity for the dealer in two ways. First of all, the dealer can earn money from insurance. And secondly, the dealer can earn more money because F&I penetration increases in a result of over 500 in increased F&I gross. So I'm going to have you dust off your crystal ball here and kind of look into the future. Is this is this kind of just a trend that may in a year or two kind of level off and that'll be it? Or do you see this just kind of becoming more of the norm? So in five years from now, this might just be part of a car buying process is to also buy car insurance or have the option to. I mean, I certainly believe that it will be just part of what's normal. I mean, you know, you think again, back to just think about how convenient our lives have been made by so many different technologies. Frustrating at times when you have to reboot your computer just to get it to connect to the to the Wi-Fi or whatever it may be, but also the convenience that comes from all of these connections that are happening in our digital lives, especially as it relates to, to purchasing. And there have been fads in automotive as of the past few years. For one example, is selling cars online. I think the industry kind of got ahead of itself in claiming that we're going to sell cars online. I've always been a big advocate going back to 2014 that we're not going to just sell cars online. What's going to happen is we're going to use the internet as an experience to help you start the purchase process and to go to, to work with the dealership and communicate digitally, not just over the phone, to pass numbers back and forth, to make everything more convenient, to arrange at-home delivery. We're not just going to go online and click a shopping cart button. And by that same by that same token, insurance isn't going to be a fad that just you know flames out in a, a few months. It will just naturally continue to um, become more and more a normal part of how people go through the purchase process for a car. You know, dealers didn't used to arrange financing. There was no indirect lending years ago. What's the difference with insurance? It, the difference is that dealers had figured out that financing helped them sell more cars and helped them make a profit directly from the financing. And the same is true of insurance. It's just a matter of time before dealers really fully grasp that. And you know, the, the most advanced dealers in the industry, thousands of them have already made that connection. Well, thanks, Mike. That was an interesting conversation about, I think, something that's really a growing trend that's uh, something to watch out for. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dan. Happy to be here. Mike Burgess is Chief Marketing Officer at auto insurance bundler Polly. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Audrey LaForest, Lindsay Van Hulley, Hans Grimel, and Lawrence Eiliff for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on finance and insurance, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back on Monday for an exclusive conversation with Nissan CEO Makoto Uchida. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.